Oh, pawns of the queen now. What do you guys feel about that? Not really pawns necessarily, but you're working for you're working for the man. What's the take on that guy? The oh. padlock is uh, proud to be an official part of the city guard because it means that he can protect the city uh, as an official representative. That's pretty right. much what I figured you would say. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole shtick of the Abadar is that he's all about society and following the rule of law and all that kind of stuff. What about you, Nimtik? It must be pretty good for you, I would imagine. That means that your shop is less likely to be looted if you can calm these riots down. I mean, it benefits me as long as they buy my potions. I just saw I want. She pretty much, she pretty much told you to uh, to fuck off when you tried to suggest that. It's because I'm a gnome. I understand, but she should uh, buy my potions. Yeah, well, you know, maybe maybe you will get a chance to do that again once you prove yourself actually worthy. Who are you, Richter? What's your take on this? I'm hoping to restore my family name in some way, even though I have proof now that the charges against my father are fake. And That's true. Framed. To remember, sort of go back and remind everybody, we'll take a, a kind of step back, and you guys did take the chance to try to bring that. You had found that ledger of minor and major crimes in Gadrin's lair, but you never really got a chance to actually bring that to the town guard. They basically turned you away. But you still have it, and that's pretty important for you, because, yeah, your dad, this proves that your dad is no longer uh, complicit in the murder that he was accused right. of. So that's pretty good. What about you? Um, I feel pretty good about it. Like, um, I've avenged my, my own father's death and now I can kind of make sure that others don't kind of have the same fate with their family. So kind of, uh, kicking ass and taking names. Nice. Okay. Well, we pick up where we left off last time. You guys are now in Bitterleaf Spruce and you just met with the queen and you know that there's a convoy or an escort of guards that will be meeting you in the morning at bitterleaf brews is there anything specifically that you guys are going to do now that you're sitting there before you take a night's rest do you guys need to do anything are you going to prepare spells anything like that are you going to craft anything um i wake up early in the morning and i begin crafting my uh bombs for the day um i just i make some uh, hold on no 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 hold on before you guys get your night's rest are you guys doing any... I just need to know. It's just like, are you guys going to be doing anything? I don't know if anybody actually has any crafting skills. Or anything yeah, like I don't that. have anything that... I'm just going to go really. to bed. Well, uh, my character definitely uh, goes shopping. Uh, and uh, he gets a fancy new uh, suit of armor. Uh, he gets a... I believe a masterwork. I'm pretty sure I gave myself armor. Uh, full plate this time. With a guilt. Okay, <laughs> perfect. That harker is uh, merciless. Eh? Can you guys hear that in the background? Yeah. He just is, he's trying to trying to sell his wares like you wouldn't believe. He sounds kind of like you, Jack. I've tried. I've tried to get him kicked off the street. He just he won't leave, and the guard just maybe that's what I can do if I win the guard's favor. I'll get him kicked off the street. That's the harker pedal his wares in front of my that's your shop. corner. That's my corner. All right, um, before you guys have a chance to do that, I'm going to have you guys place yourself. We're going to take this in Bitterly Spruce, and where you see Bitterly Spruce is right here. Um, so you guys are all resting at night. Get out of my potion shop. You <laughs> sit you, in the lobby. You're kicking them out? No, they're, you can't be in my crafting station. 
You know what? And for the sake of just having fun, gotta have fun sometimes. Give me an initiative roll. I just want to have it, just so I can have it. Sure, sure. Oh, damn. We got a Jumanji <laughs> die. And zero. Nice. Yikes. Zero, and I'm at two. How do you have a zero? Because I am at minus one. I. And I rolled okay. a natural one. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I rolled that with a d20, right? Yes, you had that. Uh, so I have 16. So Padlock is zero. You have 16, Gwendola? I'm thinking improved initiative might be a worthy uh, investment. Or like a dexterity <laughs> belt or something. Yeah, because <laughs> if you are truly what? that low... I- I'm only money. I've only got one um, negative one modifier. Oh. What about you? What is the advantage to having a high initiative other than going first? Because you're going to eventually go. So is it that yeah. good well, of an advantage? Well, the advantage to a high initiative sometimes is... Like, like it is specifically, you know, you know, in order, but that might allow you as a caster to disable something before they have a chance to hurt somebody. Oh, you know? okay. Or sometimes even you, if you get lucky enough, you could kill somebody before, before they even have a chance like, to act. Just one of the mooks or something. Oh. Yeah. See, I know? guess because I look at it because I'm not the fighter, I'm like, I feel like I'm regretting my high initiative all the time. If you went very first and, like, the... It's and you went second, and you daze that person. Also, a that person just can't do anything. Yeah. Everyone gets to attack him. He could be dead before his first real turn. It's more the walking into the door, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, not yeah. again. <laughs> not my face again. I got a first, whatever, 11 on my initiative. 11. So it goes Gwendolyn, Nimtik, Richter, and the padlock. Okay. Um, so you guys are taking your night's rest. Um, before you get a full night's rest, you hear things in the night. And beyond the general kind of chaos that is um, going on outside, you get the chance to kind of to listen into a few things, and you get a chance to kind of hear some strange sounds. And <laughs> like that, uh, and it's yeah. So apparently, that Harker that we keep hearing, and I don't know if this is translating onto the podcast or not, but he doesn't seem to sleep. He's got a potion of like no sleep, so. <laughs> Yeah, there he goes again. So it's like three in the morning, and a lot of people here on the main floor are are just sort of like listening in and padlock as you're sleeping. You can feel something skitter across your face and run off. Something light just skitter across your face. You kind of like brush it away, and you're like, okay, that was weird. And then you hear a bit more kind of skitter, 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 and running all over the place. And then all of a sudden you hear crash and breaking glass. What do you guys do? I jump up. Okay. Well, I, first, I, I jump up too and grab my plants. Okay, and it's pitch dark. Do you guys have any sort of light source or anything like that? Uh, I have my wand. Um... Wand of light source? Yes. Okay. Wand of light. Somewhere in this list. Okay, well... Light. So right now you don't have it immediately on hand. So it's dark. What do you guys do? We'll start from the top. Gwendola, you're up. Nimtik, Richter, and then the padlock. Gwendola, what do you do? Um, You hear crashing and chaos in the main room. Breaking glass. Something like this, would that make... Would it make sense to do a sense motive? No. Or that's just more if you see somebody... You try to tell if somebody's trying to... Oh, okay. Or perception, that also is not the case. You heard what you heard. I mean... I thought there was one where you can kind of, like, sense if something's, like, amiss. Well, the no? crashing 
Wow. Oh, it's pretty indicative. But it could just be like innocent. Something being wrong. No. I thought I had no, like no. a little bit of mind reading capability that you could be like, is shit going down or is it just like someone trying to break in? I'd be shit going down, wouldn't it? <laughs> I suppose. Um, okay, well, I'm gonna. Pre- um, so I'm gonna preemptively daze. And wait, can I do light and daze or no? no. Oh. Okay, then I would just do um, my light so that everyone's prepared and can see. Okay, would you casting light on anything like your tip of your spear or something? Um, yeah, on my long spear. Okay, Nemtick. <sighs> I was sleeping, so this is a common occurrence. I you know. know what's going on here. I know. So I also know exactly what's happening. But um, I'm gonna pretend there's a door there. I come through my door, I rip it open, I'm like, not again! Not again! And you look over with the, the, the new light, and you can see that in the night, a pack of little mice and rats had scampered up and knocked over a potion of a large person. And you can see a group of them lapping it up from the ground, mm-hmm. and there's four of them sitting there, like hulking dire rats now, just hissing at all of you like four in the main room. So they're kind of like hissing. <laughs> and as you, you come through... gold! You damn mice! <laughs> They're coming through, and they are like, and I guess uh, Nimtik didn't tell you that this happens, and that his shop and just a lot of the shops in the district have a tendency towards having problems with mice. It's common throughout the city of Corvosa, but they regularly will do this, and he'll wake up in the middle of the night, and there'll be mice drinking various different types of potions. You didn't so, think to mention that, Nimtik. You know, whatever. Sounds Nimtick. like you need a padlock. That's right. <laughs> okay, well, you're up, actually, Nimtick. So you had to remove action of opening the door. You're looking in in a common sight, and there's a whole bunch of dire mice just looking at you, <laughs> chomping at you, licking up all the enlarged person potion that they knocked off the shelf. <laughs> <sighs> so much gold wasted. I'm going to as. As I was walking through the door, I have some flasks set up on my table because it's where my potions and stuff sit. I'm going to throw my vial of acid at that mouse there. Okay. Mouse number three. All right. And I'm going to throw it for... The grossest thing is, like, as you kind of look, these creatures were mice, and they're about now the size of, like, a small dog. They have like a coat of coarse fur and uh, a long and scabby tail with two glittering eyes, and they're kind of looking at you and they're going like. So I threw for a seventeen. Yeah, you're gonna hit. Okay. So they will take a d six. So I hit that mouse. So those two mice take one damage from the acid splash. No, they take more than that. They take four damage. Sorry. Four? Yeah. From the acid splash. Okay. I'm not going to be opposed to you killing these like I was the dog. So, well, I, hit yeah. away. And that'll be six plus, I believe it's three. Yep. So nine damage on the main ones. Okay, so you blow it up and like a, a rat tail, well, mouse melted. tail, Can I, flies I through the, the air. And the, acid, the, splat, the flask breaks open on its face and literally just... Disintegrates his face as it splashes backwards. <laughs> sure. As it's like, <laughs> just has why this not? 
look of pure shock on his face as it disintegrates. What does the look of shock on a on a mouse's face? On a hulking mouse? I don't know. It doesn't really matter because it's gone. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And the rest of them have taken damage as well. Well, it's their turn. And they are going to hiss and rush you. Oh, God. So, yeah. So, they're going to rush you. If you would be so kind as to move them all towards Nimtik. And they're going to rush towards him. This is just They should surround him. I think you asked for that one. Yeah, I guess so. I did throw a vial of acid at them, but they're just so angry me. And they, they run, and they go to bite, and guess what? The first one bites you with a natural 20. <laughs> Get oh, out of here. Oh, and confirms it with a 14. That confirms. Does it actually? I'm not wearing my Oh, that's armor. true. Pajamas! Sorry. With the second one I'm, I'm running around uh, with a 10. <laughs> 10 misses. And then 9. 9 also misses. Yeah, so we have one confirmed crit. It's going to take the app for a natural attack. So, I just have a question, because I know you've done it before, um, but I don't think it's ever been with me, so I never really asked, but when you roll a natural 20 and then you go, like, confirm with 14, what exactly... So, when you roll a crit, the idea is that you... Because if you just rolled a crit and and hit it, it would just be too powerful. So, you confirm it, and the idea is that you just gotta beat their AC again, and that's it. And then that means you get a critical attack. In which yeah. case, you either take double the damage, let's say, or you would take one of, the one of these. What I've chosen here is uh, the card, and it's piercing, so it's normal damage, and the target is stunned for a d6 round, so the fortitude each round to act. So it jumps up and bites you on the base of the neck. The base of the... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, saw you think, no. I don't sleep with pants on. So you just like. <laughs> and it's lower to the ground. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Uh, so it's four damage. I'm going to get you to roll a save versus the disease. I know. Oh. But maybe that too. A, a fortitude save? Yeah. Fuck. Ah, uh, 15. That might do. Hold on. I would hope so at level two. Yeah, you're good. So, dirty-ass creature goes to bite you, and yeah, you managed to shrug that off. I'm going to hit you to do your fortitude save, though, if you don't mind. I just rolled a fortitude save. Uh, against the stunning. Uh, not as high. 11? No. So you're stunned. Don't remember that on my turn. For two rounds. Uh, so you're stunned for your next turn, and then you get to roll another fortitude save after that. Padlock. Stunned is just losing turn. Alright. Stunned, you drop your weapons and stuff like that. Well, I'm not carrying any weapons. Now, the padlock wears full body underwear. <laughs> full body underwear? Yeah, uh, ass flap. <laughs> Do you wear your mask when you sleep too? Or is it like a special padlock sleeping mask? <laughs> it's a padlock sleeping mask. It, except instead of uh, open eyes, it has closed ones, but he has this kind of just flipped up for now, so you can see. Cool. <laughs> Okay, and he's going to. Oh, he's standing up. Yikes. He's going to charge and smack this guy. Okay. Uh, and that is for a 14. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Yay. Um, okay, sorry, that was. I, I misread. Uh, 13. Uh, 13? No, 13 will miss. Yeah. So you go to smash the rat and oh, wait, dodges. Oh, charged. Yes, you did. Okay, so that then that would hit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you hit the never rat. Never mind. I'm done. Okay. You, okay. This move is not going to survive. All right. And, <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, ten damage. All right. So <laughs> you, the mouse looks up at you. Goes. Ah! 
<laughs> and as it gets smashed with its one hit point remaining. Very good. Oh, oh that's the second time now. The Richter. The spiders also only have one hit point. They leap over this desk. Stand here. Rushing at the rats left, I whip out my flail and smack it. Beautiful. So that'd be a 20. Uh, yeah, that'll hit for sure. Smack that all over the floor. Let me pass this just down. Yeah, thank you. Two. Four damage. Uh, and it dies. Is that the last one? No, nope, there's one left. Okay. Wendela, you're up. Hey. You're standing there, and there's chaos going on around. There's a bunch of gnarly-looking, dog, like, dog-sized rats. Nice. Keep mixing them up, but whatever. And they are running around causing chaos, and one just bit him tick right on the back of the neck, and he just, like, tenses up and goes, <laughs> Well, I would telekinetic projectile, but seeing as my luck hasn't been so good with that, I'm going to daze to... Uh... You could tell a projectile. I hope you get but a natural one. But last time, all I did was piss it off, and like that would be fun if you missed. You throw it into a whole wall full of alchemist yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Do whatever you, amazing, you want. Do whatever you want. You could technically. I mean, there's alchemist fires in my shop. <laughs> if you were able to notice one, what? with my what is it that you do? Sifting spellcraft. My sifting. So you need a spellcraft. Oh, yeah. What is it that you'd like to do? I'm not going to tell you what to do. Fine, I will throw one yeah, of. Ooh, oh, I can oh, throw oh, one oh, of the oh, potions oh, out of can I? Because it says you're playing a really risky game. Throw one of potions. Oh yeah, because look what happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> break it, you buy it. That's right. <laughs> Plus, it might go even bigger. Okay, well, I'm just gonna pick up one of those like dictionary, the heaviest one. Like a formula book? Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna chuck it at it with my mind. Alright, give me an attack roll, please. D20? Yep. So it's a D20 plus zero for you right now, I believe. I think there's a pistol somewhere you get to pass at him. I have a nine. A nine? So it goes flying and almost hits an Imtik in the head. This heavy formula book. Do you see now why I was going to do the days? Nimtik, you're stunned. And you're kind of giving it the shifty eyes, and there's one just kind of looking at you like, ah, it's baring its teeth. You get a save each round. And it's its turn. Um, so you get to save again. Give me another fort save, please. Natural. Seven. <laughs> what does that translate to in terms of your actual uh, fort save? Eleven again. Okay, you're still stunned. And it's going to bite, uh, it's going to bite you again. And it's going to bite you for a 12. Well, with my whopping 9 AC right now, that hits. One damage, give me a fort save versus the disease, please. Are you serious now? <laughs> I got butterfingers right yeah, now. Yeah, you got really big butterfingers going on. Uh, 15 for the save. 15? Ah, uh, yeah, you pass. Okay, awesome. Richter. So you're looking over, and there's this one mouse crawling up Nimtik, and he's stunned. He's just standing there, and this mouse is crawling all over him. Biting the shit out of him. Biting him. I'm sorry, it is actually the padlock's turn. I apologize. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you sure I'm for this? Yeah, I got it. It was, but you were in the bathroom when your turn came up, so I (laughs) flipped you around. Okay. Uh, Five foot step here, and smashy, smashy. Okay, and that is for a 16, which hits. 
And I get 12 damage against that. Oh my god, what is your like, minimum damage? It's a little damage. excessive. <laughs> so yeah, basically, the like, biting, biting Nim kicks neck, and what do you do? Do you like run up? It's like standing there on his shoulder. I just smack it past the floorboards. I'm sorry about your floorboards. Yeah. <laughs> so she threw my formula. <laughs> you can squeeze it because it's biting his neck like a little mosquito, like how they explode. Well, it's like small dogs. It's more like squeezing. Like, but it's the padlock. Uh, on the positive, by replacing the floorboards, you'll probably find the hole that the rats are coming through. Perhaps. <laughs> Look at how positive. So yeah, you kind of do that. Do you want to explain why you keep saying that this kind of thing keeps happening? The rats, like, the city's on fire, they're just gonna go where they go. And it regularly happens? Yeah, all the friggin' time. Not, you... not quite to that extent, but, you know. Are your potions really right. fragment that they, like, I, I guess, they, they have a certain odor to them. <laughs> je ne sais quoi. Yeah, je ne sais quoi. Maybe you shouldn't make them taste like beef jerky. <laughs> or, I should put, like, you know, corks in them. Just not like yes. sit there open like that. <laughs> you could probably also put them in a chest instead of having them on wobbly shelving. <laughs> but then he wouldn't be able to. These are all it. great ideas, guys. But, but it costs money. Exactly. If you buy a potion, I buy a better shelf. <laughs> you know that's how economics work. Well, that's true. Well, I guess that's pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what. Actually, look, there's actually something on Seardscape called Mad Scientist Lab. I love it. That makes sense. That poor little creature, it says. Oh, nice. By the way, the next day I end up buying two potions of uh, enlarged person and two potions of pure light wounds off of you. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Awesome. Ooh, can I buy stuff? Or not yet? Well, yeah. I Before mean, that would have been him? something to have done between episodes, but <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Let's deal with that. Well, I, I already did, but yeah. I'm just... I appreciate your business. I will improve one shelf for Maybe you. Put some pants on. Okay. I should probably put my pants on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you probably should. You're just standing out there. Just what, like in your skivvies? Oh, I'm wearing a shirt, but no pants. So, like, my dong's all. Oh, flung. my God. You've <laughs> got just... guests in the house and your dong is flying around? I was around? in another room. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this to happen. Okay, that's true. Okay. Yeah, it only happens every other day. I like, I like the breeze. Just, like, gently, like, caress. The, the sea breeze. Yes, exactly. Okay. Gnomes are weird. <laughs> oh, you know. I won't disagree. Okay, so, good job. You guys get a night's rest. It's fun. Um, if you had ability damage, you actually will get one point back of ability damage. I believe the only person that that applies to might be Gwendola. I think you had ability damage. That's I had it. dexterity. Uh... Yeah. But you have one drain of con, but um, but that's about it. You have a dex drain and... So, constitution of one. So then because it's one night, would the constitution be gone? No, that's drain. Constitution drain is... How do I... Yeah. Like forever? Not for all you get a restoration, yeah, you're pretty much screwed. And what? Um, so, constitution. Is your health. Oh, okay. And your fortitude save. As we didn't sleep yet, get our whole night's rest yet, uh, I guess I'll cast. One of my cure light wounds. Before, before you sleep, sorry, yeah. I rushed into that, yeah. I'm also. I got cure light wounds for myself, so. I'll truly wound myself. Okay. Right, because you um, can do that with your potions. How yes. is everyone else for healing? Um, I need three hit points. 
I'm good. But I do, so I have a question. So I have Potion of Cure Light Wounds. I have not. Oh, oh I do have one. Yeah. Does that mean I'm able to use yeah. it when I need Sweet. it? Yes. yes. There you go. Am I able to buy more than one? Yeah. yeah. You can have as many as you want. One of the things that you guys may, I suggested that you guys could invest in is um, a wand. If you guys pulled right. your resources because uh, they're more valuable than potions. I'm sorry yeah. to tell you that, Nick. Okay. Well, you, you have your opinions. <laughs> well, and you I have, have to be a magic use. user to use a wand. Yeah, yeah. but you have Anybody one. You can use potions. Like, you so. gotta get yeah. with the times. If you uh, want customers. Okay. You know what? Get out of my shop. Oh, that's cool. You're a fine lady, but get out of my shop. <laughs> Alright, so you guys wake up the next morning. Everybody has got their nice rest. And uh, you hear a pounding at the door. Knock, knock, knock. Rats! Rats! Okay, are you wearing pants this time? When I am wearing pants. Okay. I decided I should probably put my pants on. I also went back to sleep with my chain shirt ready for action. Okay. The proprietor is uh, uh, not quite ready yet. <laughs> uh, I assume he might be ready for you to spend money in a, about an hour. <laughs> it's the guard! Open the door! Open the door! Let them in! Alright, I open the door. Alright, and you can see that there's a group of eight guards. They say, Bitterly Spruce, this is where we were told to pick you up by the Queen's orders. Are you all ready? I just have to put my other leg through my pants. And they look over and there's like exploded dog-sized rats. They're like, um, is everything okay here? Wow, we didn't take those outside after we killed them. You guys didn't say you did. You're just like laying there. Oh, wow. Sir, Mr. Mr. Bitterleaf, (laughs) are those up to code? Health and and safety standards? That there's these giant rats laying in the front of your shop? They were my guard rats. They didn't do very well. They did not pass the test. Bluff. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Ten. Wow, that's story. Guard rats! (laughs) And they kind of look over at you, and they're like, uh, the one, like, at the back starts to write you up in a site. He starts to cite you for health and safety violations and gives you a ticket for two gold. I'll remember this. <laughs> so, do you guys have a mission for us? Is that why you came today? No, where you we were told to escort you to the Citadel, Volshniak, by the Queen. You were meeting the Queen yesterday, don't you remember? It's been a rough night. <laughs> are you Are you ready to go? Can we guide you? Anything else that you need before uh, you're ready before to go? Before we leave, uh, sorry. Before we leave, would you like one of these giant mice? <laughs> they kind of look at you deadpan. They say, we are too busy for your stupid sense of humor, <laughs> sir. Hey, the, the city can't afford to pay their guards well. <laughs> so uh, they're going to pay me in a giant dead mouse? <laughs> Good eats. Just take it outside, it's sir. It's full of protein. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> All right, hey, we'll just give it to the barbarian. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all rolling their eyes at you, and they're like, are you guys ready to go, or are you jerking us around? What are you doing here? Maybe a bit of both. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. You can tell that there's still a a palpable air of tension in the city, although it's not an almost outright riots at this point. 
But every guard that you see is looking extremely hairy. <laughs> hairy? Ha- not hairy. Harried. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> As like, are their eyes like covered in hair? What potion of Nymtics, Nymtics did you take? Okay. They were supposed to be eye drops. The Jumanji <laughs> potion. I take you from one side of the city to the next. To Castle, or uh, sorry, to Citadel Boschniak. Okay, and as they bring you there, I believe it was um, Richter and Gwendola the last time you went to the Citadel, and you had met the guards, and the same guards were on duty, and they kind of look over at you and kind of nod you through this time. They don't really give you too much of a hassle. You can tell that they're really tired. They've got bags under their eyes and that sort of thing. It's been a long night. You're here to see... I understand that you're here to see uh, Cressidia Croft. Is that correct? Captain of the Guard? Yes. Right. Cressidia Croft, Captain of the Guard. Correct. Okay. Welcome on in. Welcome. Um, Make yourselves at home. She'll see you in a moment. We kind of wave you through. Did anyone bring the ledger? Yeah, I have it. Okay, I thought you left it on my shop. No. I thought she that's what she threw it. <laughs> but she was throwing things around with her brain. <laughs> well, you guys gave me shit when I said I was gonna date. So you get what you get. Dazed and confused. I didn't say anything. I was pretty much stuck in one spot. <laughs> okay, so what happens as you guys are waved through is you'll look over and you'll see um the, the bulk of the guards that escorted you have kind of left and sort of one waves you through and kind of guides you through to the central keep. And they say, Miss Croft will see you now. She's just on the inside. And they kind of open the door and wave you through. And as you kind of go through, you can see that there's a... And as you walk through, you kind of look around and you can see that it's working on definitely a skeleton crew. Um, a citadel of this size, it seems like there should be people all over the place, but it almost makes sense. You seem to think that all of the city guard are kind of out and trying to maintain order in the city. So it's just the bare bones as you kind of walk through. And as you kind of enter the door, you can see at a desk, there's a harried and tired looking woman um, Again, sitting at the not, desk. Not harried. <laughs> harried. Harried. Yes. Find it curious that you guys are running on such a skeleton crew, but you sent eight guards to escort us to the Citadel. You think that's a good use of resources? She looks over at you. She's like, excuse me? You heard me. Who are you? I am Nimtick Bitterleaf, owner of Bitterleaf Brews, where you sent your eight guards to come get us. And she says, I didn't send the eight guards says it was by the order of the queen, and her order supersedes all. I don't have a lot of time for kindness and all of that sort of thing. I Trust me, I'm glad to see all of you. I appreciate it. But I just want to get down to business. Please, have a seat. And she kind of waves you through. And she kind of raises, stands up and greets each of you um, in turn. She says, my name is Chrysidia Croft. I am the captain of the guard. And I apologize for the chaos that you're seeing in the area. We are trying to keep things together. She says, you must be the ones that Queen Iliosa had sent. Greetings again. My name is Cressidia, and heroes of your caliber are exactly what Corvosa needs now. 
She says, you've been on the streets. You know better than me how bad things are out there. It's breaking my heart to see how Corvosa is tearing itself apart like this. And every little bit of aid we can get from upstanding citizens like you helps, if you're willing, of course. I would very much like to retain your services as agents of the Guard. You will, of course, be well compensated for these services. She says, would that be something that you'd be interested in? But of course. Yes. 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 I agree to these terms. Okay. You had me compensated. Yep. Anything we can do to help. And she says, I appreciate your enthusiasm. She says, most of our guards have kind of been spread throughout the city and are just trying to maintain order. We don't have a lot of ability to handle special cases. And that's something that I think that you would be involved with. Corvosa has enough troubles as it is, without my own guards losing their way. See, many of them have deserted their posts, and more are concerned about friends and family than the city. I can understand that, yet not all the deserters have fam- not all the deserters have family. Some of them are simply using the riots as an excuse for personal gain. One such man is Varric Van Kaskerkin. Worse than a lone deserter, he's convinced a small group of fellow guards that the Queen Iliosa is going to ruin the city. Whether she does or doesn't is not the point. Right now, we've got a citywide crisis on our hand, and I need all of my guards working with me to see through. See us through. A deserter is worse than a lost resource. It's an infection. I can't afford to pull any of my patrols off duty to deal with Van Kaskerkin, and I'd rather not expose any of them to him anyway, since I don't want Van Kaskerkin to infect any more of my guard with his talks of secession. Nor do I want some of the overly patriotic guard killing Van Kaskerkin outright. I need impartial, skilled talent. Talent like you. Van Kaskerkin and his followers have holed up an abandoned butcher's shop up in the North Gate, a place that they once called All the World's Meat. I need you there. Try to avoid killing any of the deserters if you can, but if you must... They brought it upon themselves when they threw in their lot with Van Kaskerkin. That being said, I would really prefer it if you could capture Van Kaskerkin alive and return him to me for interrogation. But if he makes that impossible, I'll accept his body as well. Finally, see what you can find out why Varric deserted. If there's more to it than simply personal politics, I need to know immediately. Bring me Varric alive, and there's 500 gold in it for you. Dead, he's only worth half. Hmm. Is that something that you'd be interested in? What type of man is this, Varric? How long has he worked for the guard? He's been with us for a number of years. And it really is unfortunate because it didn't seem like the type of person that would take an opportunity like this to turn on us. And in the past, he's always been loyal to the queen, or to the king? Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as I know, he's always been... That way, I've never seen or foresaw any kind of insurrection, but obviously something else, maybe. Something happened. I mean, I know that the Queen is not liked by many of the citizens, and the problem is, is that as guards, we aren't supposed to let our personal opinions cloud our judgment. So So this is a dereliction of duty, especially in our most desperate time of need. So it was since the King's death that he betrayed the city. Well, he didn't... Yeah, yeah, he betrayed us in the sense that he's abandoned his post. 
Absolutely, yes. He's convinced that the queen is poison for the city. And whether she is or she isn't, that's not my job to determine. Does, it is any- a- oh, sorry. Does anyone know where he was when the queen died? I'm sorry, the king died? The king died. Uh, he would have been just on standard patrol. I didn't realize that we had this many people with this much conviction in the guard. And it's really quite strange to think that they would go as far as to just abandon their posts like this. Especially knowing that there's consequences to this. Like, this riot isn't going to last forever. True. Maybe there are other forces at play. Possibly. So that's what I'll be... If that's something that you'd be interested in, this is one of those special jobs. One of those special jobs that I've been looking for somebody with a bit more skill than our standard rank and file guard to kind of handle. Do you accept? I I heartily accept. Great. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it to your service to the city. She says... Anything I can do to help? Is there anything that I can help you with? Anything? What's going on? I pull up the ledger that we got from Lamb. Okay. And I put it on her desk. She says, what's this? I explain that it's Gator Lamb's ledger. The man's now dead, but there are several records of his crimes in here that at some point I would like to have looked at. And she kind of picks it up and starts to flip through it casually, and she says... This, this is, this is amazing. So many of these crimes have been left unsolved. Either unsolved due to resources, or even in some of these cases, I recognize a few of these cases. It almost looks like this is proof to alleviate some of people that possibly were set up Set up in this case. Yeah. I know she says, I really... This is amazing. You've done us a great service. Um, and she says to you, she says, I, I wish I had more time to, to handle a lot of these, but I'm going to put this in my desk. And she says, this is something that I'm going to take extremely seriously. And she says, I, you need recompense for this. And she kind of leans over and looks around in her desk and pulls out a bag. And it's 250 gold. She says, this is... For what you've done, this seems like not all that much. But, she says, you've done an amazing thing. Not only have you agreed to help us in our time of need, but you've also helped us at least close the books on many older crimes, great and small. Indeed. Well, let me add one last thing to that. Is that my father, Trevor Belmont, was recently convicted of murder. And there's information in that ledger that will clear his name. Belmont. I recognize the name. What is your name, sir? Sorry? Richter Belmont, the son. Your son. And she kind of flips through. She says, Yes, yes, I recognize this. This is... Wow, you've done your father a great service. She says to you, 250 gold is not much in the comparison of the embarrassment that unfortunately must have been caused to your family, but I just hope that it's at least the beginning of Something to help heal your wounds. And then you scrub, scribble that into the ledger. handwriting? <laughs> she says, tell you what, give me some time. When you come back from handling Van Kastrikin, the best that I can do is write a formal letter of apology, and I will have it 
sealed with the Royal Guard seal. And it isn't much again, but it's it's what I can do if it at least begins the process of healing the wounds that we've caused to your family. I apologize. That all seems fair to me. As soon as we can get this behind us, the better, because it's brought nothing but grief to my family. And I can completely understand that. Once again, I'm so sorry. And she says, we're just, we're so harried, and I do not have, I do not have a lot of, <laughs> what are you laughing at? We're so hairy? really <laughs> like that word. It's like, brooch. <laughs> harried is the word of the day. <laughs> It was preached last time and carried this time. Natural London Dictionary. <laughs> I, I hate you so much. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <clears throat> she says, well, again, if there's anything else that I can do to help you, I, I appreciate that. You can find, you can find um, comfort, at least here, if you need it, in the Citadel. Um, but they say... <laughs> Welcome. Oh my god. Welcome. Uh, uh, that threw me off. Sorry. Uh, she says, Welcome to the city guard. And, you know, um, keep safe in the streets. She says, We don't want a reputation. She says again, She says, I don't want the reputation of the guard necessarily killing everybody or like causing unnecessarily damage. So if you do happen to cross people in the street and there's a way that you could do it, in a civilized manner, that would be ideal. However, I understand that in many cases, um, looting and cutthroats and all of those are running around and you may not have the opportunity to handle that with a civilized manner. So whatever you can do, I appreciate that. Can you give us a license to kill? When appropriate, I trust your judgments. Well, yeah, I'll keep a watch over them. She clearly doesn't know. She's I'm sure the padlock she, here is she looks over. Righteous. She looks over at this guy and not the only one salivating at the idea of potentially killing people without issue. Um, she says, I trust that at least you will make the right call. Of course, if we can apprehend them uh, uh, without killing them, that would be marvelous, but unfortunately, uh, as we've learned recently, not many people are willing to come uh, when asked and she says, no, and I understand that. And another thing to consider as well is that our city's jail cells, we don't have the staff to man them. She says, even better, only make arrests if you feel it's absolutely necessary. Anything you can do to just talk people down would be the most ideal thing. I trust your judgment. You seem to be intelligent, capable. Well, intelligent, capable. She kind of looks over at the gnome. Individuals. Throws a bomb up and down his hand. <laughs> License to kill, eh? <laughs> and she kind of... And mm, has like a very serious face. <laughs> well, if you'll excuse me, uh, before we undertake this mission, I have to go consult with Abadar. Most certainly. Anything you need. Um, just the sooner... The sooner you can handle this situation, the better. Again, the last thing that we need is Fancaskerkin infecting more city guards with this talk of treason. Is there anyone in the guard now who knew him that we could talk to? Wow. That you still trust? Well, yeah. I mean, most of the guards, I imagine, knew him. Uh, the, the city guard isn't that great of an organization. 
she says, um, but I feel like anybody who hasn't kind of taken up swords, I can't start an inquisition in our ranks. Not at this time. Any able-bodied soldier at this point is basically invaluable to our cause. There's nothing that I can do. Um, I don't want to start pointing fingers and accusing, because for every guard we lose, the city slips more and more into anarchy. I would like to start this investigation somewhere to find a bit more information on what's been happening in his life recently and why the sudden change or what has caused any kind of altering of his personality or if any once influenced him. Well, the problem is, is that most of the people he was most involved with have taken up arms with him. Everybody else seems to possibly know him more on an impersonal level, like as a work level, not necessarily on the most personal level. If there's anything specific, it might be something that would be... Did he or anyone leave anything in his ba- in the barracks? Did he or anyone leave anything uh, with in the him. barracks? No, like, not that I know of. They took all the personal effects, it seems. Hmm. The best way to solve this is to go to the source and ask him himself. Go to the butcher. Find us some answers. First, as I said, I need to consult with Abadar. Okay. Yeah, most certainly. And then I, want to do. then I just walk off. And <laughs> she um, says, then I and she kind of looks over. She's like, well, that was a strange way to exit. That was not a very great. I'm like, he's supposed <laughs> to be the good one. I'm sure we'll be reconvening Goodbye! soon. <laughs> What's that? As you said, we could use a citadel as a base of operations. If you need. For headquarters, as you will. If you want, absolutely. I'm to understand that you own a shop, though. Is that correct? I do. It's called Bitterleaf Bruce. I feel you should stop by sometime and buy a potion. A potion of energy or something. I could make it. Give you some more zip. You You know what really makes me wonder? You're trying to sell me potion, but you don't even know what it's called. You just called it a potion of energy. Or Hazoo. And it, or a, a potion of Hazoo. And she looks at you, she says, I wonder about your credentials. But that's not my job. Again, I don't have time to worry about this. You should never come to my shop. <laughs> Actually, I might feel a bit safer here, as opposed to that shop. And why is that? Is potions only believe, work on people who believe on in the potions? Yes, yeah, you have to believe in the potion of Pazoo. Or that, else it doesn't work. It's the a potion. magic it's like Peter Pan. Exactly. <laughs> and she just, again, she kind of looks at you just like, hmm. She's like, I'm questioning the queen's wisdom in hiring the cell swords. I don't make days. the potions. Let's just say. You don't make the potions. I just sell them. Yes. Who you makes the potions? My brother. Okay. Your brother? Yes. Your brother, does he exist? He does. <laughs> What's your brother's name? Hazoo. <laughs> His name is Rimlick. Rimlick. Rimlick and Rimlick bitterly. <laughs> Every time I say that name, everyone laughs. I don't know why. They named him Rimlick. But everyone finds it funny. <laughs> Rimlick bitterly. Rimlick. I don't understand. <laughs> Rimlick and Nimtek. Um, he's not, she, he's not so much the favored son, but he makes the potions. He makes I sell the potions. He makes the potions.
And she she's blushing, and she's like, oh my. What? Who is this? Listen, he's a bit strange, but we trust him. Rimlick. Rimlick! He's my brother! Okay. He needs the potions. Okay, okay, listen, listen. I, I don't I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Rimlick. Bitterleaf. As long as you deal with Van Casker, Ken, and don't cause any other issues, I'm okay with it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But I really don't have time for talking about Rimlex. I really don't. Um, it's just a name. I'm sure we'll be able to. She does, like, acknowledge. She does acknowledge. No, so she completely fails. She doesn't realize that Rimlex is maybe a actual gnomish name. <laughs> I don't think anybody's uh, realized that. <laughs> <laughs> Even the gnomes. <laughs> and she says, if you wouldn't mind, I do have a lot to do, especially for uh, Mr. Belmont here. I'm going to have to write this up. She says, again, your services are appreciated. If you need anything, we will do our best to accommodate you. But best of luck with Van Casker, Ken. Be aware he is a, an accomplished warrior. If he does choose to take up arms against you, especially since you don't actually appear to really be from the guard, he may be more hesitant to um, submit to you. But again, no matter what happens, it would be ideal if we can bring him to actual justice. But if you have to draw swords against him, then so be it. Are we given documentation that shows that we're deployed by the guard? Yeah, but she can give something to you. A writ. Yeah, she can give something to you. So she gives you yeah. a writ that basically identifies you now as members of the Corbosan Guard. Great. So, yep. Okay. Is there anything else that you would like to do? I am going to take an hour and case the joint in my social identity. Okay. And uh, I pass. The world me. <laughs> okay. I get bonuses. So why don't you explain don't to us how Case the Joint actually works. What is it exactly that it does? Uh, basically, I use my social identity to just kind of be unassuming and just kind of look like I'm looking at other things or like doing me. other things and actually be like looking at the building and its potential flaws, uh, looking at the potential entrances and like that? whatnot. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so as you kind of do that, um, you take a look, and there's a sign that bears an image of a fat, smiling cow hanging above the entrance of a shop. Um, and you don't actually go in, though, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you don't see too much, um, but you can see at least two figures moving around, at least on the interior of what seems to be the front of the shop. That seems to be about it. It is a fairly small, it's, it's a small, unassuming building. Very standard for most shops in Corbosa. Um, in terms of entrances, you have your front entrance. And it seems as though there is sort of like a gate. As you kind of walk around, there's a gate with a what seems to be like a double-wide back entrance through almost like a a section that is kind of caged off, like a, like a pen, like a cattle pen. And yeah, there seems to be like a back entrance as well. So that seems to be it. Okay. It's fairly unassuming. 
What are you going to do in that hour? Are you going to be doing? Are you going to actually do your shopping? You're going to actually go and get items or something like that? And he, because he he's doing this for at least an hour. Yep. Yeah. Um, so so this is all kind shop. of going on. Okay, so you're going to be going and getting some shopping of some gear. Victor and Nimtik, what are you going to be doing? Uh, just kicking back and. Waiting, I suppose. Okay. My feet I mean, it's only an hour. It's really not that bad. I'm gonna watch him work his magic. Okay. Maybe okay. learn a thing or two. Well, I I screwed up early, so you couldn't. You don't know what you're <laughs> to. All right. So you as you as you guys kind of <laughs> come back together after an hour's time, what do you relay to the to the party? Hey, I've consulted with Abadar, and I believe I have. He has given me insight into the building at hand. Uh, there's another entrance, a back entrance, that we could potentially go through. And we can, or we can surround the building, uh, one of us in each, uh, one of us per entrance. And uh, hopefully we can, hopefully we can uh, catch them off guard that way. Catch who off guard? Well, obviously the guys were trying to the Van Casper's big guy. <laughs> you sure they're in there? He's in there? Are you positive about that? Well, according to our intel... Your mm-hmm. intel. Their intel. Your intel. Our intel. My intel, there. my intel was based on oh the building. Oh my god, it's been five minutes. <laughs> but yes, so in short, both intels. He scouted, and he... And he can confirm he saw at least two figures, but he can't confirm that. But you literally, an hour ago, just walked out of the Citadel, and she told you, Presidia Croft told you that he's but there. How do you know you can trust her? How do you know she? you can trust her? She's your employer. <laughs> well, how do we know she's right? That's right. Well, then we cautiously approach. Well, <laughs> that's up to you guys. So, okay, are you going to go to all the world's meet then? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yes. Thank God. Okay, so <laughs> you guys begin your trek as you walk along the streets as a party. It's going to take you about a half hour, and you begin to walk. And as you walk towards all the world's meet, you come to an <laughs> open, all in the open here. You can kind of see a city square. This looks familiar. And all of a sudden... As you step forward, the ground buckles in front of you, and the smell of sewer and garbage just permeates the whole square. And you can see, coming up from a crack in the earth, two tentacled arms pushing up, and then you can see the whole earth buckle, and bursting from it, a creature steps forward, and... I was looking for him. You were looking for that? <laughs> and that comes up out of what seems to be a sewer that was running underneath the street. It starts to flail and bare its teeth at you, and it begins its charge as soon as it sees you. We will pick this up on the next episode of the Natural Eleven Podcast. Get back into the sewer and Thanks for listening in to the Natural 11 Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Natural 11 Podcast. Please send us your comments, praise, criticisms, suggestions through our email at natural11podcast at gmail.com. That is 11 the number. Rate us and give us a comment on iTunes. And most importantly, keep on gaming. See you next week.